Hey, good morning and good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to our February Empower panel. So you want to earn your letters. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I have a couple of announcements before we get started. First of all, hi, I'm Sarah Weston. I'm the founder and executive director of 91 Wonder Women. We are a nonprofit focused on providing women in 911 tools, resources, and training to be the best that they can, personally and professionally. Our Empower Panels are uh, one of our favorite programs. The whole point of these panels is to bring women together from all over the country, diverse backgrounds, diverse diversity of thought, um, different journeys, different pathways, and come together and talk about topics that we don't usually talk about. And um, it's a lot of what you have on your mind and, and what you want to hear. So we're here to give that to you. I will say off the bat, our Empower panels are now offered on our YouTube channel. So you can go back and watch them anytime. I am putting the link to our YouTube channel in the chat right now. And then also super exciting, we are now a podcast. So um, you can search under 91 Wonder Woman's Empower panel. We are on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio. I put our link in uh, into the chat for that as well. So we'll try to remember that we have people listening and not watching, and uh, we'll try to address your comments as they come in. So welcome, welcome. Today's topic is super exciting and really dear to my heart as a 911 professional, as well as all of the women here today. We're going to talk about professional certifications in public safety. Um, I think that they are becoming more and more popular now as we talk about them more and, and have this conversation and people are sharing their stories and their experiences. So we hope to continue that today. Uh, we have 15 certifications among us on this panel today, um, which is super impressive. Um, I will say that. I will say that um, also each one of us um, has a completely different journey as to um, how we got them, when we got them, and which ones we have. So starting off, um, I have a PMP and an EMP. So the PMP is one that most people don't know of in public safety, and also a lot of people giggle when I say, when I say I'm a PMP because they thought I forgot an I, but that's not the case. Um, so PMP is a project management professional, and um, that's something that I got um, through my consulting work. So uh, we are going to go around the panel now, and we're all going to introduce ourselves and um, let everyone know what certifications we have. So Chris, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and kick us off. Okay. Uh, first of all, I'm just really excited to be here. I lost my mind when y'all emailed me and asked me to be in here. I was like, me? Oh my goodness. Um, so I'm Chris Nichols and I have been in communications for eight years. I just hit my eight year mark in February, or I guess a couple weeks ago. Um, 
I have been a communications training officer for the past four years, I want to say. And last year I obtained my ENP, which is emergency numbers professional. And I got it through Nina. Okay. Ariana. Hi everybody. My mic is taking just a second to kick in. So um, my name is Ariana Kitty and I work at Northwest Central Dispatch System in Arlington Heights. I've been here for 20 years. Um, and the last seven years of my employment here, I've been an operations manager in charge of the day shift currently. So I have my CMCP, Center Manager Certification Professional. I think that's right. Yes. And that's through Nina, Emergency Numbers Professional, the EMP through Nina and RPL, Registered Public Safety Leader through APCO. All right. Thank you for being here. Holly, you are up. Oh, we can't hear you. No. You know, we did check. We could hear her earlier. I'll go to Roxy and we'll come back to you, Holly. Now I was like, what if my mic doesn't work? That would be terrible. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm Roxy Van Gundy. I am, I work in Kansas. I worked in Alaska with Suze in our chat. Um, and I'm back in Kansas. I've been in public safety for 20 years and I have um, the ENP like Chris. And then I also have the CMCP like Ariana. Um, I have RPL through APCO and I'm currently in the CPE program through APCO. All right. Thank you, Roxy. Okay, Holly, let's try it again. <laughs> Are you trying to unmute? Try it now. Oh no. What? Did you try to refresh your browser? Try that. And if not, you might need to leave and come back in. I'm trying to do something on my end too. I know technology, it's awesome and not also. Okay, well, Holly, keep working. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> welcome. welcome back. You, it says you're on mute, if that helps. Can you hit the button? Oh, I thought we had you. There you go. I think I got it. Yay! Can you hear me? <laughs> yes. I could hear you guys for fine. I didn't change any settings, so I apologize. Um, but I'll be quick. I'm Holly Williams. I am with the Orange County Emergency Communications in Virginia. I have been in 911 a little over 17 years. I am currently a certified public safety executive through APCO, a registered public safety leader through APCO, an emergency number professional through Nina and a center manager certification program through Nina and will be enrolling in the CCM um, communication center management through IAED with uh, Fitch and Associates this year. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, 
One thing that I wanted to say is as we rattle off these letters, I know sometimes your eyes can kind of glaze over and we tend to say, oh, I don't really know what that is. So we are going to take a moment and talk a little bit more in depth about what each one of those are and pull out um, some of the differences between them. And then, you know, if you are interested in any of these certifications, you can hear a little bit more about them as we talk today. And then also, please, please feel free to reach out to any of these ladies. They are here today because they care and they want to help and they want to make you better and they want to make 911 better. So any questions you may have, please feel free to reach out. You have LinkedIn, you have Facebook, you have our 911 Wonder Woman Facebook group. Uh, anyway, and uh, if you have any follow-up questions, feel free. Also, we have our chat feature, which I see many of you are familiar with. Please feel free to, to chat it up in there. And then also, if you look at the bottom of your screens, you'll see an ask a question feature. If you want your question to, to stand out and make sure that we see it, uh, use the ask a question feature and I'll keep my eye on that as well. Um, so feel free to ask questions as we go. You can save them to the end as well. And we'll try to make sure that we get through as much as possible. So here we go. Um, I'm going to ask each one of our panelists to talk a little bit more specifically about each one of the certifications. So, uh, Chris, let's start with you and the EMP. All right. Can you all hear me? Okay. So I got my EMP, Emergency Numbers Professional, through Nina. And the difference between a couple of them is there isn't a class you go through your own, you study on your own. There are study groups, but you're not registering for a class to take it. So once you've gathered the material and you're ready to, to take it, you take an exam. It's a very difficult exam, <laughs> but um, it's broken down into emergency management, operations, technology, radios, phones. Basically, once you get it, you're demonstrating that you, at the very least, have a base knowledge of mostly everything that goes on in 911. And in order to be eligible for it, you have to apply and there's a point system. You get points for the schooling you've had, the years of service you've had, certain classes you've taken, certain other certifications if you have those. So once you're eligible, you apply to NINA, you either get rejected or accepted. And then once you're accepted to take the test, you it's offered four times a year and you take it when you want to take it. Um, I think that's good for now. <laughs> that was perfect. Nothing else to add. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Okay. I right. yelled the floor. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Ariana, please tell us a little more about the RPL. Okay, so the RPL through APCO, the Registered Public Safety Leader, is a little bit more um, complex just because you have a year-long commitment with it. Um, you also have to decide on a service project that you are going to complete during the course of that 12-month period. Um, with RPL, um, it had, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's six modules, six modules that it is chunked up in and they, um, they cover 
leadership ideas, management ideas, um, also the history of APCO, um, team building, how to work with teams during one of the modules, uh, two of the modules actually, you're set up with a team that you have to work with in order to complete a project for the subsequent module. Um, they're week-long projects and, and work that you have to accomplish. Um, through each module at the end of the module, there is um, like a bigger project that you have to complete. So again, it's a huge time commitment and there's a lot of work, there's a lot of reading. Um, but it's it's definitely worthwhile. Um, I'm trying to think about what else. With the service projects, it can be any topic that um, benefits the 9-1 industry. So if you're really into technology, you can focus on something that sings to your heart that's technologically savvy or mental health issues or reclassifying um, dispatchers to non-secretarial, anything, any, any great ideas that you have can be used as a service project. So creativity is is key and that's how some really great um, programs have come out of that. I believe there's a podcast that was created from an RPL project, other such things. So it's it's pretty awesome. It, it gets you to, to hone in on your creativity as well. So yes, it's time commitment with the service project and many different homework assignments. Are there any in-person classes or events with the RPL, or is it all um, virtual? Oh, you're mute, you muted yourself. <laughs> okay, there you go. There we go, there we go. So um, thanks for bringing that up. It is all online. There's nothing in person because your groups um, your RPL class that you're involved in, it's students from all over the country. So it's all online. And then you do uh, have a, when you have your group projects, you all meet together virtually in order to present the project. Oh, very cool. Um, I just, I love that idea of having to do a service project along with getting a certification and kind of doing your little part to make 911 better because I think a lot of times we feel like we're too small and we're not going to make a difference no matter what we do but if you make that a requirement of the certification then you go out there and you do it and you never know what kind of impact it's going to have so I love I love that and we'll ask we'll ask you all about your service projects to all the RPLs <laughs> okay thanks Ariana that was awesome Roxy can you please tell us about the CMCP can I piggyback one thing off of RPL though? One thing I loved about it was that every week it seemed like what we were learning was actually going on in real life for me. So it was such a really, like literally every week, the same thing we were learning was happening. So I got a ton out of that. But um, my section is the CMCP. I just took this in January. Um, CMCP is through NINA, and it stands for Center Manager Certification Program. Um, it's a five-day, 40-hour class. Um, it kind of touches on a lot of management principles. Um, it goes through budgeting. It talks about um, 
how to speak in front of people like the media. I never really knew that would be a thing as an agency leader. So it was really, really helpful. Um, and there's a lot of group projects. So you have to work as a group with other classmates. So um, a lot of really great conversation that happens during the course. Um, and I, I love hearing how other people tackle different parts of management and how they come at certain problems. So a lot of our CMCP was based around, you know, good community conversation. Um, there's a really easy test at the end. So it's definitely um, something anybody can take. The one drawback to CMCP is that it is an in-person course and it's not offered very often or very close. There's only a couple of instructors, um, which Nina is trying to add to. So hopefully we'll get more classes out there, but it was really, really a great experience. And I love taking the course, even as a, a manager that's been a director for a while, so. Awesome, I, um, I'm trying to capture some of the questions here. I'm gonna uh, stop and go back, but, um, Boletta mentioned she wishes there were some refresher courses for CMCP. So uh, does CMCP have a requirement of keeping up the certification as of now, or is it just kind of a one and done? No, it's a one and done type scenario. EMP is the only NINA-based certification that requires you to re-up. So um, you have to take a certain amount of courses for EMP to, to recertify or you have to take the test again. With CMCP, it's not the same. It's just the 40 hours and you're done. Okay, and I wonder, is that a point of discussion among folks with the CMCP? I know, I think Nina does kind of like an alumni get together or alumni class at national conference, but- Yeah, they do. Um, and they're planning one for Grapevine. So if you are a CMCP out there, it's a good time to get together. Uh, but they do have um, kind of a lessons learned from other CMCP kind of gathering at each conference. So, and, and I think there might be some discussion about adding to that. So I think it would be interesting to see how they could build off of that course. Cool, very cool. And then I wanna go back one more time. Uh, in terms of the RPL, Madison asked, can someone who is just at the assistant supervisor level with no degree go for the RPL certification? Looks like everyone says yes, yep. <laughs> so that's not a requirement. Very good, very, very good. Okay, and then. No, and um, I'm ahead. sorry, Sarah, I was gonna pop in too as well. Um, just like Roxy was saying with the EMP, you do have to recertify with the RPL every four years as well. So you need continuing education credits to maintain that certification okay. and keep okay. it active. Okay, thank you, good. good to know. Okay, Holly, uh, please tell us about the CCM and the CPE. So I'll start off with the CPE because it's the one I'm most familiar with. Um, CPE stands for, again, Certified Public Safety Executive, and it's offered through APCO. So it is a six-month course that is two 12-week online sessions, and then there is a two-week in-person capstone at APCO headquarters in Daytona Beach. Um, it is very much hands-on. It's for the those that are aspiring to be leaders, to be directors, you know, managers, um, 
just to move up, it really gives you that, what we could like to say, that 30,000 foot view of leadership. Um, it was a very immersive class, a lot of work, a lot of papers, but it was well worth it. Um, it taught me, I think, a lot more about myself as a leader and how to be the leader that I needed to be for my team. So it was just kind of adding on, building on all those other certifications. Um, the CCM, which I'm really excited to get into, and I've done a little bit of research on it, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, but it looks like it builds more on the HR aspect, the finance. Um, so when you get into those leadership positions of director, manager, and you're having to build budgets, it looks like it's more involved in that, the HR process. Um, so I'm really excited to dive in and, and get my feet wet with that and, and learn from that to build and kind of round out everything. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. I hadn't, I didn't, that's probably the one I knew the least amount about. Um, going into this. So, um, Christy, I see your question. I'm going to hold it just for one second. We'll get, we'll get back to it. Um, but first, thank you for those explanations. Um, you can really see there are a lot of differences between each one. So depending on your goals and where you see yourself going and where you see yourself right now, there are a lot of options. And then also it sounds like in terms of time, you know, if you, can't go to Daytona Beach for two weeks, which you probably should because it's really nice. But <laughs> but if you can't, um, you know, if, you know, Chris and I, we have little little ones running around, and there's there's virtual options too. So that's something um, to consider. So next, I want to ask each of you what this certification or these certifications have meant to you, both personally. Um, in terms of self-confidence and um, in trying to get to where you go and, and goals, and then also professionally, um, what have you noticed that um, learning about all of this and getting certified has has done for you in in your career? So this time we're going to start with Holly. Mixed it up on you. I'm sorry, I was reading the comments. I was answering oh. them. I know it's hard to do both. It is hard to do both. <laughs> but yeah, yes, please tell us about um, how your sort of what your certification means to you professionally and, and personally. Um, so for me, I think it was more just about the growth. So I originally started my career um, as a federal dispatcher for Marine Corps base. And um, at one point they came in and said, we're going to send all of our supervisors and our like senior dispatchers to um, CMCP. So I was actually class 23 way long time ago. I was literally a dispatcher on the floor. The Marine Corps sent me because I had time and tenure. And so that kind of piqued my interest into like, okay, but I was literally sitting next to the director of Miami-Dade Fire Rescue's dispatch center next to me. So I felt like a little fish in a big pond. And I'm like, I don't understand why the Marine Corps sent me here, but I'm going to learn. Um, and then when I, you know, made some career moves and decided to leave and um, go to Orange, 
one of the requirements was that we send all of our supervisors through RPL. So I'm like, okay, well, sign me up. Like I, you know, I'll dive in. And that really kind of got me immersed into all of these other things. And fun fact about me, ENP is literally the only thing I have ever failed in my entire 911 career. And I failed that test and it took me seven years to get enough confidence to go back and try it again. Um, And then I passed, obviously, when I went back and retested. Um, And then CPE was kind of just a dream. And I put in for a scholarship. I won the scholarship and I was like, okay, I'm going to go do this. And so when I got to CPE, um, shout out to class 11. Um, I love them dearly, but there were directors from all over the country in this class. And I was a floor communications supervisor. So I felt again, like a little fish in a big pond, but they are some of the most uplifting leaders that I have met from all over the country. And it's really helped me grow. I've since been promoted again to training coordinator for our center. And I mean, all of it's just opened so many doors for me personally. And my CPE group um, inspired me to go back to school. So I'll be finishing my bachelor's degree by this fall. So, hey, you know, there's nothing to do but up from there. So it's been rewarding. So I have uh, two things that you said that I want to dive in a little bit more. One is, can you uh, just give everyone an encouraging push to apply for scholarships? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So I have never been shy when it comes to applying for scholarships, and I have probably been awarded, at least to this point, over $5,000 worth of scholarships. I got a scholarship for RPL. I got a scholarship for CPE. um, I got scholarships at college. um, Being in my 40s and going back to school, I want a scholarship there as well. Um, And I think it's one of the most underutilized things that we in 911 do is that I will put it out and remind my staff over and over, like just apply for a scholarship and I'll get two people that will put in for something. Um, And I think they're so valuable because it opens up opportunities. I have been one that I don't want it to be all about me. My job as a supervisor was to grow my team. So I wanted our training funds and, you know, everybody's short um, as far as funding goes. But I wanted to make sure that my team got to go to classes and got to grow. So I will put in for every scholarship in order to benefit myself and grow myself, but still be able to grow my team. And I think that's really important. And we just don't take advantage of them like we should. Agree. I agree. Um, We just started this past year the 911 Wonder Woman Fireworks Scholarship. And we are trying to offer as many scholarships as possible for folks to get their letters because we we really believe in what that can do for you. And one of the other things you said is the people you met. Um, here in 911, the network that you build is so, so, so very important for a number of reasons, one of which is you never know who the person you meet next to you knows or what they do or um, how they can connect you to, to resources and to other people. So you mentioned like you're, you're doing shout outs to your classes because the people that you met and how valuable those connections are to you. 
Absolutely. Those relationships. And, and I think going to conference while the training is good and learning and things like that, the people that you meet, um, it's just like Ariana. I met Ariana at, I think, Navigator a year ago. And so, you know, we've connected at several conferences. We're on a couple of committees together. And I know I can email her and be like, hey, I need some help with this. Or do you have a policy on this? And she's going to be like, yeah, let me send that to you. And the networking opportunities are just amazing. And then like, Roxy, I love Roxy, big hearts to you. Um, you know, when I met her in Kentucky, we were like running across because we were LinkedIn friends. And I was like, I'm so excited to meet you, you know? So like, I aspire to be Roxy someday. She's amazing, you know? So those networking opportunities are just incredible. And I'll, I'll say this one last thing. I was at the APCO National Conference this year and I talked to an APCO staff member just standing outside of the convention center, just struck up a conversation because I'll talk to anybody. And then I got handpicked to be a facilitator for occupational analysis. And I was flown to Georgia for this training and I'm like, how did I get picked for this? And the lady that's in charge of it, Mindy was like, well, cause you stopped and talked to me outside of the convention center and I was really impressed with you. And I was like, okay, well now I understand how I got here, but you never know who you're going to meet or who you're going to stop and talk to. So striking up a conversation, getting out of your comfort zone, sitting at a table with people you don't know, talking to people around you will grow you and benefit you so much in this industry that it's really worthwhile. Yes, it, it can be scary and anxiety ridden, but you can do it. We believe in you, the networking. Okay, um, Roxy, let's go to you. What have what have these certifications and training meant to you, both professionally and personally? Well, I think for me, my profession is such a big part of who I am personally. So I think this is kind of a group answer. Um, I am from a town of nine hundred people. I, I live. I'm from the country. Um, you know, I went to college, but wasn't very good at it. And so, um, you know, I, I dealt with a lot of unconfidence. You know, I'm just a girl from a small town and I'm not ever going to do anything great. And oh, I'm just a girl from a small town. I, I'm not very smart. I'm not going to, I never graduated from college. What am I, what am I going to learn? So when I became director here, you know, in my 15, 16 years of working on the floor, both in the center and in Alaska, we were never introduced to these kind of growth opportunities. And so um, when I became director, they said, hey, here's your phone, here's your computer, um, here's a whole mess that we need you to fix up. Um, good luck to you. So, um, you know, I think going after these certifications, I started with my EMP. Um, and then I moved to my RPL, it's helped me become a more confident leader and a more confident person in general in this profession. And somebody who is willing to take what I've learned through these last 17 years and help someone else. And I think that really does come from these certifications and these classes and being a part of this journey with other people, like Holly said, it's it's a very transformative experience. And, you know, it is very, very cool to sit down in a department head meeting full of my old bosses and be able to say, hey, I have a lot of knowledge that 
you don't have. And so this is what makes me an expert because I have gone through this journey and I've gone through these courses and I have these certificates on my wall because I worked for them and I busted my ass for them. And so I can do it. And I, I just want to say if there's people out there who live in small towns, who work in small centers, I'm, I'm the advocate for the one seat folks. You can do this too, and anybody can do it. If I can pass the EMP, anybody can do it. So truly, don't, you're only limited by yourself. So that, that would be my answer to it. Yes, thank you for saying that. I think confidence comes in all shapes and sizes in all different ways, right? And one thing that I've learned is nobody can take away from you what you know. Yes, yes. So if you root your confidence in what you know, it's yours. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's truly a gift that you can take forever, forever. Yeah. Like it's, it's so much bigger than just taking a test and having a certificate and getting some cool letters behind your name. It's instilling that pride in yourself and what you do and who you are and that you're a badass and that you know what you're talking about. That's what makes it worth it to me anyway. Yes, yes. And we get the question all the time, how do I get more involved? How do I, you know, how do I get out of this? What, or not out of the PSAP, but how do I, you know, branch out and, and learn more? And that's just, I mean, these certifications are a great way to do that because it's on you at the end of the day, right? You have to be self-led, you have to be motivated, you have to study, you have to commit. So, you know, it's on you. Thank you. Ariana, up to now to you. Um, what was the word? Oh, <laughs> what do these what do these certifications mean to you professionally and personally? Like, I don't even know how to follow up Roxy and Holly. I have no idea. I'd be like, well, there's still some familiar threads with the reasons. I mean, it's just, you know, it's a sense of accomplishment. Um, you know, daily when we're dispatchers, you know, there's little things that we accomplish through the day with everything, every single phone call that we take, you know, we send the right help, but um, there's, there aren't a lot of opportunities to, I guess, do more than that when you're dispatching and these these afforded those opportunities to learn more about how we're doing what we're doing how we're sending help how it all works and i mean i love the emp because it did push me outside of my comfort zone to learn things about technology and interesting to say is my most favorite part about it was actually learning how a 911 call actually originates and comes to the center I never, I never thought about this at all. And I wouldn't have that knowledge if I wasn't forced to study it, you know, and um, after passing miraculously, um, you know, cause there's a big sense of fear that comes along with that. It was like, oh, wow. Okay. The information stuff I didn't know. So it opened my eyes. It's stuck in my head and I'm coming in and be like, Hey, do you guys, my coworkers, do you even know how we're doing what we're doing? Like, don't you care about that? Because when something breaks, we could just complain about, oh, it's not working. It's not working. Well, why isn't it working? And let's try to help the problem opposed to just complaining about it. And I think these certifications help us get onto that pathway. And the more you learn, the more time you spent with each achievement, each certification just makes you that much more valuable, better, better for yourself. So that, that gave me confidence and it's sense of accomplishment. 
is my question. Yes, it means so much. It really does. I think um, sometimes we look over that, what a sense of accomplishment does for us as humans and as professionals, and it's just really important. Um, Chris, before we go to you, I just want to read uh, one of these comments. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Roxy's just a small town girl, just matching in a lonely world. She took the CMCP and went everywhere. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Valerie. <laughs> I just needed to read that out loud. Okay, Chris, what has the EMP meant to you professionally and, and personally? Um, so I guess I started, it would have been 21. I can't, yeah, it's like almost two years ago. Whew that um, things started to go virtually and I was starting to see a lot of virtual conferences and getting more involved. And I just kept seeing all these women and men too, but for me, it was more important that I was seeing these women with all of these certifications. And I started reaching out to people, which I don't ever do, was getting information. And then I was lucky enough to get sent to APCO National in San Antonio in 21. And I met Sarah and I bugged her all about the ENP. I met Halcyon, I bugged her all about the ENP. I went to the Nina booth and there were so many wonderful women there all just telling me, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And, you know, to me, I had seen so many people in other career fields move up the ladder, get these certifications, take a continuing education. And I didn't even realize that was an option for us. And so once I saw all these women, and really, like, I did see men, but for me, it was just mostly women. The fact that I saw all these women and they all told me I can do it. And I was like, you know what? I can do it. And it took me almost a year, probably, of studying. And my daughter was about a year at that time, a year and a half. And my stepdaughter was like seven. So we did homework during the day. And once they all went to bed, I studied at night, every single night. And so that for personally, I just wanted... I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it because I knew it was really, really hard. And it was, it was very, very hard, but it was such an accomplishment at the end, knowing that I could do it. And I was proud of myself. Professionally, I started um, going, like hitting these roadblocks in training where like, I couldn't explain really an Annie Alley screen to my trainees or when there was a service interruption, I didn't really know how to explain it to them or we have a lot of stuff going on in my agency in my area right now about radios. And I'd always listen to people talk and I was like, I wish I knew what they were talking about. And so that I just dove and I went down the rabbit hole and I, my husband who has a lot of tech, um, technology, technology certs himself, he was like, I think you're going a little bit too deep. And I was like, no, I, I can't, I, I'm going, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And I started creating training guides and quick guides because it want, it helped me learn how to study. And so I guess for me, it's both personally and professionally. I'm so happy that I did it because it just gave me all of this confidence and that I can start passing on this knowledge to other people. And maybe if somebody sees me, well, she looks really young. I can do that too. You know, oh, she's got little kids and she studied and she, she made the time between diaper changes and bottle feedings and she got it, you know, and I hope that somebody else would see me and do what you guys did for me like a year and a half ago. Like looking at all you women at APCO, seeing that you had it just made me so happy that I knew that I could do it. So 
that would be my answer. That's what that means for me. It is so inspiring, Chris. And I remember you sending me a picture and you had your books open and all of your papers and pens and highlighters in the background, your little babies running around in her diaper <laughs> watching cartoons and you're like, mom life. And it's so yes. yes. <laughs> it was very hard, but I am so glad I did it. And since then, since I've gotten the certification, I've spoken at conferences. I've done virtual things. I'm doing stuff like this, stuff that I would have never done. And just getting that certification has, you know, I'm active on LinkedIn. I'm connecting with all these people. So it's, I couldn't recommend it more. It's been wonderful. That's just, I love, love hearing that. I've watched you just like, like explode with just knowledge and thirst for more and wanting to help others. And that's what, that's what it's all about. And, you know, I seeing a lot of comments where I can, cause I'm not really great at reading them, but um, people are saying, Oh, I heard it's hard. How hard is it? So anything worth its weight is going to be difficult, right? Or else we'd all have, we'd all be walking around with, EMPs, right? So, um, you know, it's not, it's not an easy thing to do, but I think, um, and Chris, you could probably back me up when you, you have to learn what's going on. It's not just memorizing. It's not just memorization, right? And that's what makes it valuable though. Cause you're not just cramming and memorizing questions and answers. You're actually learning how everything works together in the back end. And then you're able to answer questions about it. And that's when like the active learning happens. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The biggest one for me was um, 911 and wireline um, call processing and how to interpret Nanny Alley screen. And at the end of this journey of my studying, I ended up publishing on LinkedIn my like 17 page document of everything that I had poured into because I was like, if I'm having trouble, somebody else probably did. And I, I'm the type of person that if I've struggled on it, I don't ever want the next person to struggle on it. And, and it is in order for me, half the journey to get that ENP was the journey itself. Like, I'm so glad that I learned all of these things and I'm still not an expert, but I know so much more than what I did two years ago. And I feel like I'm a much better trainer than I was two years ago. That's what it's all about. Getting better, right? Okay, I'm going to jump to some questions. And I think I wanted to, to go through this first, because I think this hit on a lot of the things that people are asking. But um, I'm going to read this anyway, and then um, y'all can jump in. Um, so Chris, me, I've always felt like many of these courses just weren't for me. Every time I hear about the courses, I get excited about them and think of the possibilities. Then I feel like it is it really a requirement for what I do in the position I'm in now, training coordinator? What advice or motivation can you offer in this area? So in addition to, to what you all said, which was very, very inspiring. Um, I, I mean, I'll, I'll be happy to jump in. Um, you know, I think in a lot of ways, sometimes we look at the certifications and think, how is that going to benefit me in this profession? Um, and, I, you know, I've had people that have left from our training center and I'm like, at the end of the day, if you do nothing else, 
please take care of your recertifications. Keep your stuff current, stay on top of it, go to classes because you might want to come back to this industry or you might want to find something. And I think there's a little bit of everything in all the different aspects that teach you different parts of leadership and being in a training coordinator role. You know, if you want to move up and be a deputy director or a director, all of those things have little nuggets, whether the entire class is great or you find certain aspects of the class, there's always going to be some sort of takeaway that's going to help you, if not professionally, probably personally. I know that my leadership style over the last four and a half years in in Orange has changed because I've learned so much about myself that it's helped me to be better at leading my team and growing them to do big things and go on. So there's always benefits to that. Get excited, be motivated, and go out there and crush your dreams. If your dream is to go take CPE or RPL, whatever the one that you're looking for, I say go do it. Yes. My... um my kind of like vanity motivation was always putting those letters like in my email signature. I just <laughs> could not wait. And Chris, I was like, I was in my twenties uh, when I did it. And I just felt like I didn't have a lot of respect and everyone kind of looked down on me for being a young woman. So that was, um, that was my motivation. So fine, you know, whatever, whatever helps <laughs> in your heart and, you know, reaching out to other people, I think is so great. Like don't sit and don't sit by yourself and say, this isn't for me. Go talk to other people. Maybe it is, you know, maybe you just don't, don't realize. So, um, don't, don't sit by yourself and wonder, always reach out. Okay. Would you recommend getting certified as an EMP first and then move on to other certifications? I started with my ENP first. I, I feel like it laid a really good groundwork for a lot of the other courses that I took along the way. So, I mean, I, I don't know anything other than starting with EMP. Um, I liked it to do first because I was really busy in my first year as director. So I really didn't have time to devote to RPL. You know, I liked that EMP was something I could do on my own time and I could do it my own way. And then when I was ready, I could take the test. So that's personally why I started with that first, but it definitely did lay a very good foundation for the other things that I learned. Anybody else? Um, I guess I can pitch in a little bit there. Um, I, it doesn't matter the order at all. I mean, when you're looking at EMP, CMCP or RPL, it's, it is the time commitment. It really, really is. And, whatever fits into your schedule because you will they all build on each other then when you're moving up to i haven't done it yet but cpe and ccm you may want to have those three as foundational so if you start with anything it's any one of those three and that was the emp rpl and cmcp okay okay uh that's really great information to have and I also think once you get one, maybe of those three, figure out which one you know the most about and start with that one and, and build your confidence that way and say, hey, I can get a certification. Let me go for the next one. Do you guys find it's like um, they're like tattoos? Like once you get certification, <laughs> you, you want to get more? <laughs> Is it addicting? I think I definitely want to get more. I just I'm trying to map out the next couple of years on how I'm going to do it. But I I do want to get another one. Yeah, you're going to have all the letters, Chris. We have faith in you. We know it. You're going to be a rock star. 
We did it is very addictive. It's, it's very, so I'm like really competitive. So I don't like for somebody to tell me that I can't do something. So, you know, when somebody's like, oh, I don't know if CPE is for you because you're just a communication supervisor. I'm like, yeah, I'm a rock star communication supervisor leading a team and I'm going to go put in for this scholarship. And then, so I'm like dancing down the hallway with my acceptance letter and I'm like, I got in and I got a scholarship to pay for it. So um, I, that's what fuels my fire is somebody telling me I can't do it. Same. Holly's going, don't believe me, just watch. Yep. <laughs> Down the hall with her letters. I'm the same. I'm the same way. I that does fuel me. Like just, you know, watch me. And we do it. Um, we did decide before we, we went on air that uh Chris was going to get all the letters and also make up more certifications with her study guide. So we'll have to wait and see. See what all you do. Okay, there's another question here. I'm gonna grab it. I appreciate the confidence. <laughs> okay, so a uh, comment from Sabrina is pushing my comfort zone, but it's worth it. Getting out of comfort zone has been hard, but great. So true. I've been able but to present at state conferences and now excited to go to Nina conference and present. It's scary, but worth it to push myself with these classes. But can I piggyback on her comments? Sabrina and I are from little towns in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, and taking these courses and meeting people and getting out of our comfort zone. And Chris, like presenting at a state conference, like pretty soon she's going to be like the president of the United States. But like, it's just, I, I really think that a lot of times when you work in smaller rural centers and smaller areas, we just talk ourselves out of it. We're like, oh, we could never do that. Oh, we could never do that. You can do that. Sabrina is a great example of that. We're from rural communities. It, you can do it. Anybody can. And, you know, the fact that when I applied for CPE and I got rejected, that was a real kick in the teeth. But you know what? If you keep trying and you keep going, it, it's you're going to get there and you're going to change the world. And it starts with believing in yourself and you know, doing these small things and maybe getting your certifications and talking to people like Holly does at conferences. It's just such a catalyst for bigger and better things for everybody. I'm super proud of Sabrina, super proud of Chris, super proud of everyone who just takes a step out of their box because so many people don't and that is really great, so. Yes, and, and you mentioned rejection, Roxy. I mean, so I know so many people who didn't pass on their first time, some that didn't pass on their second time. And you and you just have to remember, you'll, you're gonna come back better and stronger if you don't get accepted into one of the, you never know what the reason is you didn't get accepted. If you didn't get a scholarship, you never know the reason and just keep going. The people who succeed are the ones that get up and keep going. So the very smart, very wonderful, very beautiful Karen Marquez told me once after my CPE rejection that no means not right now. Yes. So no is not right now. And when when the time is right for you to pass your, your EMP like Brenda, you know, that time is going to happen for you, Brenda. You just got to keep pushing and keep trying and keep going and refuse to take no as the final answer. It's just not. So, um, okay, two more questions. 
maybe, maybe two. Um, what did you find most helpful? And I know all these different certifications, you probably have um, different kinds of help. So, so pick one tip, um, whether that be a study guide or a person that you spoke to or whatever it may be, like, what is the thing that, that you think helped you the most on the learning side? Um, and uh, yeah, go ahead, Ariana. Um, what helped me most on the learning side? I needed the most help with EMP for sure, because it's just hammer, hammer, study, 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 learn and all that stuff. So um, Colorado Resource Center has these awesome YouTube videos. I swear to God, I don't think there was any way I would have passed um, the EMP without them. But again, they're digestible chunks of all the different topics that you'll encounter with EMP and what to expect. Um, I know that there are other study groups out there and I've seen in the chat as well, like Tracy Eldridge on scene first. I've seen advertisements for her study groups as well. I haven't experienced them, but I think those are probably an awesome experience as well and pretty helpful. So Colorado Resource Center, Tracy Eldridge, and I was very, very fortunate to have a good friend at a neighboring agency who studied with me. Um, she had just accomplished her EMP. I told her I was thinking about getting it. We met at the Nina conference um, and she's like, yep, you should definitely do this. There's that networking again. And shout out to Francesca Kubica. She met me at the library. She made flashcards um, and she quizzed me on everything. And we were doing that. And it was cool for her too, because she was like, this is refreshing what I learned with the EMP to keep her knowledge fresh. And I love that too. So we were helping each other out. So those were two things that really, really helped for me. Awesome. And I just posted the link for the Colorado Resource Center. I did not know that existed. It's really cool. It's a Google. So it has all the docs there. So y'all can go check that out. Okay. Um, for me, I did, I did Mission Critical and I did uh, Tracy's. And what I loved about Mission Critical was there was a different person every time that did the sessions and they always say like oh hit me up if you have questions i'm like yes i will and there were so many people that i would make phone dates with and they would call me on the phone and i would map out all my stuff i'd email it to them i'm like tell me if this is right and they'd call me and we'd go through it all they were people just fantastic like i cannot you know i love them so much that um Next week, I'm actually running one of the ENP study groups to, with with Louise Lake. Yeah, we're doing the I'm doing the employee management one. But um, oh, but, that's awesome! Because everybody is just so nice, and everybody was so helpful. And um, and I'm also very very lucky because my husband has a lot of technology in on his side, and he's gotten a lot of phone certs over the years. So I pretty much just made him learn it with me. So <laughs> those were our study dates for like an entire year. We didn't go on actual dates, but we learned nine and one together. <laughs> so it was great. And definitely, definitely reaching out to people that are subject matter experts, because that's the only way I survived. Yes, so true. And I think a lot of us don't want to bother people. So we don't do that. And it's such a disservice to yourself. People want to help. And if you don't know Louisa Lake, She's been doing this EMP, um, gosh, since I did it. I think I'm 12 years in EMP now. But like, 
she um she's not really on social media um, i'll put i'll ask if i can share her information in our group because she's just so willing to to help everybody and anyone and she also chris i mean she wants help for what she does too so that's right awesome. she and i spent an hour over an hour on the phone together the other day just going through like what i was going to do for this study and she's just so wonderful even all throughout my EMP study, I'd send her an email with the dumbest questions. And she was so nice and phone me back. <laughs> She's awesome. Great people out there. Um, any other tools and resources for learning? Awesome. Um, so things that uh, we covered, there was the Colorado Resource Center, Tracy Eldridge, um, she has a virtual set or yeah, virtual um, study group, MCP does virtual study group. Um, subject matter experts around the country, if you can get your whole, if you can go get to a NINA conference, they always do an EMP bootcamp before or after, that's free. So if you get to go to that, uh, if you get to go to one of those conferences, that's great. Um, so 911 Wonder Women, we are, I'm really excited about this, we are going to start offering in-person boot camps uh, around the country. That is our 2023-2024 goal. Um, the thing about doing them around the country is, you know, not everyone can go, but the other side of that is not everyone can go to national conferences. So we're taking the show on the road. We're going to start doing eight-hour in-person boot camps. So be on the lookout for that. We'll we'll have like a tour list, like our tour, our tour dates and cities coming soon. We're going to start slow and, and then get out there. So our first one's going to be in Central Florida. Surprise, surprise. That's where I live. Um, so more information to come. It'll be our first one. I think it's going to be in June. So um, I think the more things that are out there like that the better because they're all teaching the same information right but they're coming to you in different ways from different people everybody learns differently i know you are big on that we're adult learners and we all have preferences and, and different ways that we learn so i'm um, just keep your keep your eyes open we will always at 91 wonder woman try to um give all the information that we can on on um training and ways to help you succeed. So in conclusion, let's go around, let's go around the room and, and say your final thoughts. I'll start with you, Holly. Um, I guess just as far as my final thoughts go, for those of you that are out there listening to us and in the chat, if you're contemplating it, reach out to any one of us. Um, I know all of these ladies are fabulous. Um, I've had the last couple of years getting to know them and working with them and different things across national state level stuff. And we're all willing to help. We're all willing to sit down and give you more of an in-depth, um, you know, what a specific class is about, the time commitments, the work. Um, but don't be afraid to go outside of your comfort zone. Like I said, find a new friend at a conference find somebody to talk to, learn about other people, network. It will grow you leaps and bounds and you will not be sorry for the time you invested in any of these things. So true, yes. Uh, Ariana. Sorry, my mic, again, very slow. Um, yeah, just, just do it. 
honestly, just do it. Um, you're never going to know what kind of a difference it makes if you don't try. And there's nothing to be afraid of. Just keep trying, keep going. And we're in this industry because we want to be here. We want to make things better. And we want to be the best that we can be at that. This is going to help you get there. So just, just do it. Rip off the bandaid. You got nothing this. to lose. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. I know somebody earlier had said something that they didn't know if their job required it or not. Mine didn't. You know, I'm a communications training officer right now. And I, and it is, it can be pricey um, if your agency is not paying for it. And if you don't get a scholarship, um, I did it all out of pocket, um, but I saved, you know, I planned it out, saved the money and I did it all on my own. And I'm really happy I did because even though it wasn't required for my job, it was required for my job because I required it for my job. And I am so much happier now. I feel like I have more of a place at 911. I'm a better trainer. And so that would be my advice. If you don't, even if you don't think it's required for you, do it anyway. If it's what you want, it is required. Love that. And Roxy, take us away. <laughs> well, I'm going to stick with the overarching theme here. Do it for you. Don't do it for anybody else. Invest in yourself do it for you and show yourself you can do it. Um, you know, like Chris said, it it is a part of who I am as 911. It, it's what I require of myself. So do it for you. Don't do it for anybody who thinks you should or thinks you shouldn't. Focus on yourself and make yourself better and just add every good thing that you can to yourself because you're 155,000% worth it. So. <laughs> yes. Thank you all. That was amazing. I appreciate each one of you being here today to, to help inspire these women, but also just each one of you, what you do for this industry. The ripples are just beyond what you could ever imagine. So just always know that and um, know that you're doing great things. So I thank you so much for being part of this panel. We are going to do this again next month. Uh, we'll have a different topic and a different panel um, in the end of March. So be on the lookout for our March Empower panel. If you have any questions, any feedback, uh, 911wonderwoman at gmail.com, or you can leave it in the Facebook group, or you know how to get a hold of us. So. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day. We will see you soon. Bye, everyone.